Next on BYU Sports Nation, why wait? Previewing your 2018 BYU football quarterback depth chart. Who's the starter next season? Does Blaine Fowler think it's Joe Critchlow? And does he think BYU basketball can go 2-0 this week? And Lauren McLean channels her inner Mighty Duck and embraces the flying V. Between the lines as a hockey player, let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying this Tuesday, November 14th, wherever and however you are dialed in. It is great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Emilio Estevez's hockey stunt double, Jerem Jordan. I used to have the hair. You can fly I on used skates, to have the hair. man. Also, I was uh, you know, a child at the time, so it didn't really work, although he is shorter. Do you still have the Ducks Letterman jacket that he rocked? That was an awesome jacket. That, that, that movie did a ton for the Anaheim Ducks brand. And for hockey in general, I think. Yeah. Yes, Wayne Gretzky did more, but it did a lot, yes. Kind of like Top Gun made guys excited about becoming pilots and getting into the Navy. Like there was Oh, like, that's always been cool. An right? increased peak in like yeah. guys wanting to be pilots. And playing volleyball in Jorts. That also <laughs> escalated that quite a bit. Did you not kind of want to play hockey after you saw Mighty Ducks the first time? Oh yeah, street hockey. Yeah, for sure. Really for, fun. For show. Lauren McLean is gonna be out on the ice in between the lines today. I'm excited to watch that. I can't skate very well, so I'm excited to see that. Someone quack, can. quack, quack, quack. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, fine. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU football bearing down on senior day and the final home game of the 2017 season. Enter the Minutemen of UMass this Saturday live on BYU TV and watch ESPN. Head coach Kalani Satake spoke about why his quarterback, the Joe Show, Joe Critchlow, is getting another start. Going into this week, um, Bo Hodge is out for the season, so he will not be returning. And so it'll be um, Joe Critchlow with Cody Wilstead and and, uh, Coy Detmer. Uh, That's pretty much the depth chart there. Rough news for Bo Hodge. We wish him a speedy recovery as he is dealing with uh, a significant foot injury. Yeah, and he said toe, and there's foot, and so there's lots going on there. Joe Critchlow Two is freshmen. the guy, followed by Cody Wilstead as the freshmen. backup. What? And uh, quarterbacks coach Coy Detmer. Assistant quarterbacks coach. The third stringer. Yeah. Ty Detmer is still the quarterbacks coach. That's but true. he's the assistant to... The quarterback. He is coach. the assistant yes. to the quarterback. Yes, he's coach. the Dwight Schrute of the uh, Michael Scott. UMass and BYU kickoff at 3 Eastern on BYU TV. Our all access coverage begins on countdown to kickoff at 2 Eastern Saturday football. Men's basketball is one of 166 undefeated teams in college hoops, so the quest for basketball perfection is still alive. They're on the road uh, for the second game tomorrow against Princeton with BYU Radio pregame coverage tomorrow starting at 8.30 Eastern time. By the way, some context here. Ken Pomeroy gives BYU a 45% chance of winning, while ESPN's Basketball Power Index gives BYU a 41% chance of winning. That's a B-level game for Ken Pomeroy tomorrow. It's a nice game. I'll take a 45% chance of winning in New Jersey against a solid team. Yes. BYU's played one game there. 
It was the year after Danny Ainge graduated, and BYU won 39-38. Yeah, well, that's classic Princeton basketball, right? BYU women's volleyball holds steady at number nine in the new AVCA Coaches Top 25. The Cougars also announced the addition of Heather Knighting and Taylor Talsinga for the 2018 signing class. Knighting comes to Provo as the number six recruit in all the land, and Talsinga earned first-team All-State honors as a senior for her team. Both will enroll in school in January. You're serious when you come in January. You're not messing around, man. And cross-country rankings are out. The men stay at number two. Uh, four days out of the national championships coming up in Louisville this Saturday, and the women moved up four spots to number 14. Just beat the Lumberjacks, okay? Yes, of northern Arizona. The reigning national <laughs> champions in cross country. Got to knock them off. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Compelling and critch. I can't think of a better time to discuss the future of Joe Critchlow and all of the BYU quarterbacks, for that matter, relative to the 2018 season. Now is the time. I can hear some of you. Uh, but, Spencer, there are still two games left in the 2017 season. Are there? Uh, don't care. Uh, <laughs> but, Spencer, it's counterintuitive to overlook UMass and Hawaii. Well, wait, hold on. Why does, the, uh, why does the other person's voice, why does that sound rational and like somewhat smart? Well, I need to mix it up every oh, okay. once in a while, right? I just missed the well, we get, Spencer. We get, we get so caught up in the, but Spencer, there are still two games left in it. I like that voice better, I'll be honest. Okay, I'll do I'll do this one then. But Spencer, it's counterintuitive to look past UMass and Hawaii. Not interested in hearing it. Joe Critchlow right now is the guy, and if this continues, could set up what we feel will be an extremely compelling offseason for the Cougar quarterbacks. What did Ty Detmer want to say about his QB after the UNLV game? He managed the game really well, took care of it, made some big throws in there when we needed it at times, and uh, I think it was a great building block for him and give him some confidence going forward. Mm-hmm. With Joe Critchlow leading the troops, at least for the time being, what do you think about the future? Our Twitter question, please. What's your way-too-early BYU quarterback depth chart for 2018? <laughs> When you're three and eight and you don't really care. This is the question you asked. At Greg Rosenhan, used the hashtag BYUSN. Critchlow, Mangum Orhaj, the other one transfers, he says. What? Willstead, Detmer. Now, he brings up an interesting point, does Greg. The transfer game. Will that factor into this situation Hard at to predict. all? Yeah, it, it's impossible, I'm right? Not, yeah, I'm not going to be like, well, I think this guy trans... No. See, there, I did the voice. There you go. <laughs> there you, there Why, you go. I just think that this player just, will transfer. There is a high likelihood that this could happen. Um, it, it's a strange situation for BYU football to be in, having played so many guys in the same season. Injuries. And it's not like guys are coming in to just throw a few passes at the end of games because things are out of hand. Like, we're talking... I wish things were out of hand. They've been out of hand in a bad way. Different starters and guys in different really meaningful drives. Holy cow. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last season... BYU had four different players attempt 20 or more passes in a season. It was 2002. A losing record, I might add. 
It's not a good thing when four guys pass 20 times. No. That's not a good thing. Give me an example that means of. there were injuries or ineptitude. One of the eyes. Give, give me an example of when a team played four or five different quarterbacks and, like, look back on that season and think, yeah, that was an awesome season, man. Baylor had one of those a couple years ago, but that's, like, the only one that I could rack my brain to think of. It's normally a bad thing. Okay, here's my uh, here's my. Well, and that chart. was because Baylor had three NFL receivers on their roster. Yeah. Who cares who the quarterback? Just throw it up. Back when Baylor was good at football. Okay, uh, my depth chart. Yeah, let's hear Going it. Going into 2018. Okay, the season. Right, we're not talking spring ball. We're talking fall camp. All before Arizona. Critchlow. I go Critchlow. Wow. One. one game, but he's the guy by default because the other guys are hurt. We don't know when Bo Hodge is going to be ready to go. We hope it's well before fall camp. We don't know on Tanner Mangum. Achilles, that one's more serious. I go Bo Hodge, assuming he's healthy, at number two. Although okay. I think that he's, uh, he's in a good spot to compete for number one right there. But I would say just going into you know 2018. Mangum, I would put there. You just don't know if he's healthy. Like if Tanner's healthy, he's going to compete. But he didn't show you on the field this year that he's ready to be the number one guy, right? Willstead. Uh, number four. I yeah. Chances are, all four of those guys aren't like yeah. I want to battle it out. Typically, that battle is among three guys. Like if a fourth guy sends a sees the fourth, he's like peace. So I get that whole transfer idea. I'm not saying someone's transferring, but generally you don't have four good quarterbacks sitting there. You have three. That's how it works. My depth chart is similar to Jerem's, but there is a significant difference at the top. I have Bo Hodge Bo leading the Hodge. way there he is. going into the fall of 2018. Thank you, Brady Papinga, for that. Bo Hodge. It's amazing that Brady Papinga was the one to introduce him. It just really is. Okay. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Bo Hodge, because of his ability to extend plays and the exciting fashion that he brings to a BYU offense that was immediately noticeable against Utah State and even against Wisconsin at times. Flashes of brilliance, okay? If he is given significant reps in the offseason, if he can get healthy and be given significant reps in spring ball and over the summer and through fall camp, he's a different guy. He's a different quarterback, and he has been here for a long time. And has been in Ty Detmer's system for a long time. And the moment doesn't seem too big for him. It seemed too big when his toe and foot were acting up against, you know, Fresno State. But who's going to play well dealing with that? He was playing on a season-ending injury. Yeah, and the game before he got hurt, too. So you just, you just wonder about his health, right? The last two games in which he's played, he's been hurt. If he's healthy, I think that Bo Hodge will be the guy for BYU going into game number one next season, followed by Joe Critchlow because it's been one game. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you. Like, one game. Yeah. You got to see more, right? What if it's three? Tell me that. What if What if Joe Critchlow has three really solid good games, games, BYU wins? He's then, the guy, right? Then the conversation changes. But yeah. right now we're dealing with one game. One. Riddle me this. Bo Hodge was – I'm with you. I love Bo Hodge's ceiling. Like, I, I think he's got the best arm on the team. I think he's got the best legs he's on the team cannon, at quarterback. He's got a dude. Yes. He didn't show us much this year. Wisconsin's a tough game. That's an undefeated team. Utah State, I thought he looked good. Quarter and a half. 
gets knocked out, concussion. Okay, so gets hurt later. He's a forty nine percent passer. Like the stats do not scream Bo Hodge should be the guy. How would Joe but, Critchlow's numbers look yeah. if he were playing against Wisconsin and Utah dealing, State probably and, the dealing, same as and dealing with injuries? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, injuries are. Sometimes we act like injuries are totally disconnected from the person. I think we learned from you know certain quarterbacks recently that they're somewhat connected. Unfortunately. And is Bo Hodge more likely to get a concussion since he's had one or multiple? Yes, that's that's scary. You don't want to endanger that guy, right? Can everybody just be like Russell Wilson, please? <laughs> the running no quarterbacks. No is the answer. <laughs> no just the be answer. careful. You can be athletic, but be careful. He still got hurt last year. Hurt his hurt his knee. It wasn't the same all year. You've got Critchlow, Hodge, Mangum, Wilsted. I've got Hodge, Critchlow, Mangum, Wilsted, and Mangum is where he is for both of us because, because he's hurt. He's hurt. Slash, he did not show you number one stuff this it's year. A significant injury on top of not delivering to it, the de- the degree that we thought he, he would. can't be one of the two eyes injured or inept. You can't be one of those two. You got to be clean. You got to be good. You got an uh, opportunity. I'm telling you, spring and fall are going to be interesting at quarterback. There is a race on. There's no clear cut guy. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What's your way too early? BYU quarterback depth chart for 2018 to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Mel Reed and Wright. Easy. Two words. Johnny Lennon. Get out of here. Let's get a red card for that. Yeah, that's that's straight red. That's not even yellow. That is straight red, homie. Uh, he gone. So I don't care if he can run. Like uh, Mel Raiden Wright tweets in. Because he gone. You know what? We're not even going to read the rest of that tweet. We're at it. Coming up. Is there a worse smell than hockey pads? Lauren McClain discovers. <laughs> Uncle B in studio B with his BYU quarterback depth chart for 2018. And no, you can't start yourself, Blaine. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Tuesday. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. You wouldn't believe some of the things you can pull off with a red vine. Okay, apparently. Okay, we'll get to it in a second. Hold on. Okay, uh, BYU football with Kalani Sitake <laughs> is at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio tonight. Featuring a guy who has done, like, zero interviews this year. Except he did one with us at the Big, Big Blue Bash. Tijon Chrome is our guest tonight at 8 Eastern time. Check it out. Spencer Linton hosting because... Your boy, Greg Rebell, is on the road with the basketball team. Now, T. John Caroma, one of how many seniors, Jerem? 20. 20. Yeah. And he's done, like, zero in-season interviews. So this is, a bi- this is as big a deal as his arms are. Okay. Tonight. Now to the Red Vine story, Jerem. Let's bring in our next guest, and he can help explain. Yes, we, we should do that. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to ask him eventually our Twitter question, which will start off our BYU football topic, but... He comes on set, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, yes, and immediately looks out for his brother, Jaron. That's Jordan. what I do. That's how we. That's like brothers are hey, got to be brothers. Blaine, explain Band to the brothers. people. You sit down. What did you see? How did you help Jaron? Well, Jaron had some. Jaron had some Who? type of Jaron. Jaron. <laughs> <laughs> He's my brother, but I can't remember his name. That's okay. I call my own kids the wrong names all the time. Yes. But. 
He had a seed of some type in his tooth. It was a black, and, like and a black, a black. So when I looked at him, it was like a horror film. It was like, <laughs> wah, wah. I'm like, has he has he been on TV like with that giant black seed in his tooth for the whole first segment of this show? Come on, you got to help a brother out. I'm like, so I, I I'm helped. sorry, that's on the producer. I, I, I used Ty Detmer. Ty's neck, which is the size of his neck. <laughs> I used Ty's neck to get it off. Thank you. I appreciate that. I should have caught that in the mirror, but ugh, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you, the whole A you, block you, with that. You dislodged it. Now, what eventually got the seed yeah. out of his teeth was the corner of a stale red vine. Because Ty's neck wasn't quite <laughs> sticky <laughs> enough. Still have. Ty's neck was good enough to get it out of the crack. And then, uh, you know, and then we were able to get it out yes. with a Twizzler. Team effort. Here we go. Team effort. Com- so it was a compelling and rich uh, commercial. There we go. TV <laughs> yeah. props, right? Somebody yeah. TV yeah. props. Somebody should just follow us around when we're not on the air on all of these shows. <laughs> because it would be very revealing. In it fact, I think scary. somebody was it's doing dangerous. that on social media. <laughs> yeah. Is- BYU Sports Nation's social media account is lit today. <laughs> okay, Blaine, now to the Twitter question. Okay. This is a compelling conversation. And some people don't like this. Because the logic comes in, it's like there are still there are still two games left this season. So why are you talking about the quarterback depth chart in twenty eighteen? We don't care. We're going there. What's your way too early BYU quarterback depth chart for twenty eighteen? It's it's hard because I have to see two more games. I do have to see two more games. Well, we're but saying right now, <laughs> yeah. Right now, I don't think Ty has a depth chart because he has no clue. Uh, although I think he really likes what he saw from Joe Critchlow. How could you not? And so I th- I think Joe Critchlow has a thing to just like has an opportunity over the next two games to just grab it by the neck. Yeah. And and be the guy going into spring ball. If if he plays like he did in that game and then it kind of expands the game. So so Ty was pretty conservative with him. Um he did exactly what we talked about in all the pregame shows and that is he didn't go out and lose the game. So he managed the game. He made some throws where I was just thinking, oh, yeah, okay. That's what we saw in fall camp. There weren't live guys coming at him, hitting him. This time there were. And he still stood in there with a lot of poise. And his mechanics held up. And he delivered some strikes in good spots. And so I was like, hmm, okay. In a real game, he looked like he looked in fall camp, which was very impressive. To me, the two biggest surprises in fall camp were Matt Bushman, I thought he was a surprise number one. I, I, you called that one on the yeah, show. I was like, wow, so this, this guy's going to be good, and he has been phenomenal. The other guy that stood out to me was Joe Critchell. I was going, hmm, man, with a quarterback, you never know till they get in a real game if how they look in practice will translate because there's way more pressure. The decision-making has to be quicker. There's guys that are coming and smacking you in the face. Can you get up and, and, and go back and play the next play? Well, all indications in that first game were, yes, this kid translates into a game. Now, let's see if he can consistently do it for the next two weeks. If he can, then I think he goes into spring ball and he starts to get the number one reps. Now, I don't think that Bo Hodge did anything um, to hurt himself when he played other than get hurt. Um, Actually hurting hurting himself. himself. Well, somebody else hurt him. He didn't hurt himself. But the only 49% passer doesn't – not a yellow flag to you? Well, a little bit. But – but remember, that last game, he was playing sig- with a significant injury. Goes three for ten. Yeah, and, and so that, that kills his, pa- his percentage. So, so I don't think that Bo's done anything where you just go, hey, this guy can't play. I, I, think, sure. I think Bo played well enough that, that Ty's got to go, hmm, intriguing. He's really athletic. The team rallied around him. He did some good things. So I think that those two guys go into spring with an, with an equal shot, and if Joe plays off the charts the next two weeks, 
Joe probably starts with the number one reps. And, you know, how healthy will Bo be by spring? His injury is one that's fixable and, you know, not a long, long-term thing. So so I, th- I think those guys have a two-man battle in spring. And then everybody's like, wait, you haven't even talked about T- Tanner Mangum yet. And the problem with that is Tanner's not going to be available for spring ball. And so there's a huge value in being present and being there and getting reps and doing all those things. And so if Tanner can be back mid-summer where he can work with a team all summer long and you can see signs, then I think you take the first week of fall camp and go, hey, this is a three-man race. Let's see who wins it. But I don't, I don't think that – I think Tide now just goes, this job's wide open. This job's wide open. And I think a lot of that will depend on how healthy Bo is for spring ball and then how fast Tanner can come back from his injury and how he's going to be. Um, so there's a lot up in the air. But certainly Joe Critchell has an opportunity in the next two weeks to make a really strong claim that he should get that first rep with the ones in spring ball is mine. And then if he performs out – if you get that first rep with the ones and you play well, can anyone unseat you from being the one? So he's got a really big opportunity. That's extra pressure I'm putting on, on AP Joe. So. Well, did he not, not feel that type of pressure going into UNLV, though? I, th- I think he thought with UNLV, ooh, this is my chance. I got to go out there and I got to stake my claim for next year. But I, I also don't need to do anything crazy because I think Ty's been telling him all week, don't go try to win the job. Don't go try to win the game. Manage the game for me. He threw 22 make, passes. Make, make good decisions. Yeah. Manage the game. I'm not going to put you in bad situations. We're going to give you easy reads. Um, but he did what he was coached to do, which was very impressive. BYU's two and eight. Homie throws for one sixty, and we're acting like you know it's great. It's because BYU struggled so much. We saw some semblance of something. This changed my maybe my thought process in this. Okay, so I look at the twenty eighteen schedule and I go, would I rather have Bo or Joe? And and you tell me what you think. At Arizona, Cal, at Wisconsin, at Washington, at Boise State, at Utah. Which guy gives you the best chance to win? At this point, I go, give me Bo Hodge to run around those power Be healthy, linebackers. yes. Give Joe Critchlow a few games to maybe show us a little more. So, because it's UNLV. Right. It's not those teams I just listed. Exactly. And, here, and so Bo has an element to his game. And you know what? Bo showed me when he played. He can put velocity on the ball and make all the throws. So the, the thing that would change for me is, even though it's UMass and Hawaii, if Joe goes out the next two games and starts throwing BBs all over the yard, and it's just 18-yard comeback, strike, deep ball, strike. And then you start to go, ooh, okay. This, this kid is as advertised. So, um, yeah, the jury's still out for me. And like I said, Bo, I don't think Bo did anything for me to put him out of the running for that. And, and Joe's done some things to put me in the running, mm-hmm. for me to put him in the running. In the, in he the needed game. that game right. to be so in he, the convo. So he had that game, I'm like, okay. He, he was well coached, and he, he played and executed the game plan and played really well. Now, it helped that Squally is like, Squally's back. I mean, he is playing well, and that O-line is knocking people off the ball. The offensive line's been the one consistent all season long. Even against the big-time schools early in the schedule, I thought the offensive line's played well all year. And I think that that Squally's kind of come along. He's healthy. He's making quicker reads. He's running downhill. Having that in this game, that helped Joe a lot, too. So it's nice when you have a running back running over 200 yards and you have that run game. And then the oh, pass yeah. game's kind of open. So, but, but I'm telling you, Joe played well enough for me to put him in the conversation. I can't, I can't pick to tell you who's the number one reps in the first day of spring ball until I see the next two games. And Joe can, I think, earn that. Um, 
But I think Bo gets equal reps, whether he's the first reps or not. And, and then we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And we know that Tanner won't be, won't be in spring ball. So that's an opportunity for these other guys to, to rise. And if Tanner can come back and be 100% healthy, he's going to have to look really good in summer. And then it's a three-man game next year. Maybe you should just follow AP Joe on uh, the Twitter oh, machine. I, I love AP okay, Joe. Explain, and, and that will help you make a clear on decision here. on so, who should so start. So Gavin comes home the other night and he goes, Dad, have you seen the AP Joe thing? And I said, no, what's the AP Joe thing? And he says, well, Joe, I guess on his mission, was the assistant to the president. So somebody's nicknamed him AP Joe. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if you've seen the Hey Chuck Norris things, but this is along those lines. So yeah. they say things about, just as an example. Should we read a few? Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah. I can remember a couple off the top of my head, like, AP Joe got bit by a cobra. After five days of excruciating pain, the cobra died. <laughs> like, AP Joe went out for a jog and uh, accidentally won the Boston Marathon. <laughs> I mean, it's just like these are because now he's a, he's like a superhero all of a sudden because he had a good game. He threw for one sixty, but I love it. They're just really there were, zebras came into existence because AP Joe hit a horse with an uppercut. <laughs> I mean, just, or not zebra, giraffes. Sorry. Yeah, giraffes. Giraffes yeah. came into existence. Yeah. Sorry. It's at AP Joe Foe. F-A-U-X, right? So the, the last one is too good. AP Joe met Manti Teo's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty good. It's fun. I, so I don't know who even started this, this little Twitter feed, but, but it would be fun if people started to contribute to it. Some have contributed, but I, I mean, we, I think there should be, we should have thousands of these AP Joe ones, just like the Chuck Norris Tommy ones. He throws for 160 and beats you. When, when, AP, Joe comes in, man. when AP Joe comes into a dark room, he doesn't turn the lights on. He turns the dark off. <laughs> when AP Joe does That's push-ups, legit. he doesn't push up. He pushes the earth down. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thinking, guys. That's the thinking, guys. They're all classic. One game, 160 yards. He's a superhero. He's a superhero. Exactly. <laughs> that's where we are. That's where we are right now at uh, three and eight. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, dual threat analyst, and with that dual threat responsibility, Blaine comes. Uh, the basketball portion now. Big week. You called the BYU-Mississippi Valley State game on BYU TV Saturday night. No surprise. BYU won big going away against a team they should dominate. But like you said, big week. What kind of a chance does BYU have to go 2-0 and this week with a road game at Princeton coming home to UT Arlington who knocked the Cougars out of the NIT last year? It's This is a tough week. I, I mean, that's a long shot to win, too. Um, and I'm really anxious because I've seen them against teams – now, outside of New Mexico, which I think I think that New Mexico game was a real blessing for BYU because New Mexico has talent. It's on the road in a hostile environment in the pit against pressure, full court, all game long. So it was an unexpected addition to raise money for, for, the, for flood relief and hurricane relief down in Houston. The best thing that ever could happen to BYU is to play that game. That prepares them better for Princeton, not because Princeton's going to press them all over the court, but they were in a tough game environment because these other games – I've seen some really good things, but the, physically those teams didn't challenge BYU. Now, Princeton is, is talented, and they're disciplined, and they run their stuff, and they make you defend, and they can knock down threes. And we've heard all about BYU's focus on three-point defense. I've seen it in practice. I've seen an increased intensity level. Now we're going to see against a team that understands how to get guys open and shoot threes, and they'll run their stuff until somebody is open. If BYU can be disciplined enough for a full shot clock and and be there on the catch, not just close out on guys, if they get a, if they get a win on the road at Princeton, I might be in, guys. I might be in on this team. Princeton shot over 50% and 9 for 15 from the three-point line and lost to a good Butler team. 
Like it's, 10. By God, 10. This, this is a significant challenge on the road. And that, I mean, the Ivy League, you don't think of um, in, as a big sports league, but in basketball, it's a really good league, very competitive league, and they are very good. And so this is a big challenge. And then UT Arlington is a complete – they're very athletic, and they get up into you defensively. And, and so they have a completely different challenge against a team who has the, the entire core of their last year's team that beat BYU here – uh, and advanced in the IT, NIT tournament, coming in here thinking, oh, we've done this before. We can do this. So this is a huge – if they're 2-0 and this week, oh, I'm all in. Because then I'm thinking all of these things I've been watching in practice and what I've seen out on the floor against inferior competition is for real. But I, So my book is out for this week. I think 2-0 and is a tough ask. But if they can do that, then, then I'm all in on this team. Then I'm, I'm, I think that they've, they've made big strides if they can do that. Hey, a split, a split this week against two would, good opponents wouldn't would, be the worst thing. No, you're right. And if they play, if they lose on the road to Princeton, say, and they play extremely well and they're in the game, I'm, I'm even okay with that. All right, great stuff, Blaine. All right, guys. AP Joe. Thanks for helping uh, dislodge that seat out of my team. More got to come. Yes. That, you got to help a brother out, right? Or a nephew out, really. Yeah. It's a nephew. Yeah. You got to help a nephew yeah, out. Yeah, a nephew. Watch Blaine tonight on After Further Review, part of Super Tuesday on BYU TV. What's your way too early BYU quarterback depth chart for 2018? Hashtag BYUSN if you want to join the conversation. Coming up, the men's soccer team's competing for a national championship this week. Remember, they're a club now. The captain, Mitchell Scott, joins us. And next, between the lines on ice, Lauren McLean about to go almighty ducks with the BYU hockey team. Oh, she hung out with the hockey team and quack, put on the pads. Quack, 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 quack. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. After further review is on tonight at 7 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Watch it for in-depth analysis of BYU and UNLV and a preview of the UMass game. It's a super Tuesday, Jerem. It's very super. It is. After a win, okay? Wins. Yes. Wins. Yes. The BYU football team staring down their final home game of the season, Senior Day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday when the Cougars host the Minutemen of UMass. Head coach Kalani Satake spoke with the media yesterday and said that Joe Critchlow will start again because Bo Hodge is clearly out with a season-ending injury. So it's Critchlow, Willstead, and Coy Detmer as your current depth chart for BYU football. And then you. Men's basketball is one of 166 undefeated teams in college hoops. That is a ridiculous stat. Uh, They're on the road tomorrow against Princeton. BYU radio pregame coverage starting at 8.30 Eastern time. Ken Pomeroy gives BYU a 45% chance of winning ESPN's BPI, 41%. BYU women's volleyball remain number nine in the country in the AVCA coaches poll. They also announced the addition of Heather Knighting and Taylor Tausinga for the 2018 signing class. Both will enroll in school this January. And cross-country rankings are out. The men stay at number two. The women move up four spots to number 14, the national championship this Saturday. Ah, speaking of rankings, Jerem, aren't they fun? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to venture that this next segment will rank right up there with the most special that we have ever encountered on BYU Sports Nation. Lauren McLean on ice skates with the BYU hockey team and ready to unleash the knuckle puck. Technically, it's 
between the posts and the lines on the ice. But They're underneath the ice. Yeah, exactly. yeah we're just going to call it between the lines still. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Spencer, hockey is hard. Set aside the sport itself. It took me a half hour to put on all the equipment. Turns out I put it on wrong. So it took me another 15 minutes to get some help and put it on the correct way. That being said, this hockey team is no joke, and they were nice enough to give me a taste of what it takes to become a member of their squad. This is Elite versus Street. <laughs> you all left me. Hold I'm on, done. hold on. That came way too close to my face. <laughs> no! Shut. Watch Bodies. it. Keep going. Bodies. Keep going. Guys, whoa. Oh my! <laughs> we are with the BYU hockey team, and these guys are going to show me their stuff and what I need to do to become an honorary member of the team. Introduce yourselves. So, uh, Chris Udall, defense number eight. Jared Manzella, goalie, number 33. Chase Christensen, forward, number 24. I'm Sam Bottom. I'm a forward. I'm number 10. What we're doing is a little uh, give and go out of the corner. But you're missing a small detail that I have to know how to skate. Correct. So we're going to get that first. In all reality, all I want you to do is march. March, march, march. Perfect. Now you're skating. Now you're done. So what you're going to do is you're just going to walk with it by okay. pushing it. Pass. Keep marching. Catch it back. You're a lefty. You're just going to take a shot. There he is. Look at the stick Passing. handle. Guys, this is scary. Slow, slow. Here you go. Give it back. Shot. No. Shot. No. <laughs> wow. So can you guys all stop like on a dime? Fall, 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 fall. Ah. Uh... <laughs> yes. Oh, he's gonna oh, fall no. for sure. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> I'm gonna make him cold. We're gonna teach you how to shoot properly. Okay. We got the wrist shot, the snap shot, S-N-A-P, the clapper or the slap shot. You're starting back, leaning on that back leg. Okay. And bring it through. So that was the wrist shot. There it is. I am determined to lift this. We're gonna go straight to a slap shot. You're bringing that stick all the way from up, bringing it down and through. This is where the like golf hips come in. And Happy Gilmore golf zone. Correct. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> hey! What else um, I gotta learn? So we're gonna selly. So you gotta shoot to score and you gotta score to selly. Got the ice sweeper. <laughs> Go! <laughs> so we got the bow and arrow. Oh my gosh, he actually scored. <laughs> Best thing is just get creative with the sellies. Absolutely. Okay, okay listen guys, I just realized Sally is short for celebration. This is fulfilling all my childhood Mighty Duck dreams. There it is, Mighty Ducks, baby! Have you fallen asleep yet? Because that's my tactic. No, come go, on! Go. Hey! Alright, hey, Sally, Sally, Sally! <laughs> you wanna fight? There it is, the gloves come off. There you go, get him! I know what I'm gonna do next! No, no, no! There it is! Bring the jersey over the top of him! There it is, yeah! Woo! 
Three, why you on three? One, two, three, who are you? Make sure you help these guys pack the peak this week. They play on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, so you can see them in action, and I promise you won't regret it. For those of you who are listening on radio, make sure you follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL for all of our segments and catch the rebroadcast at 6 Eastern time. Next week, we are going to do a Thanksgiving feast with some of your favorite athletes and it's going to be delicious food. Definitely not from Macy's. Ah, Definitely okay. food we didn't just pick up from a store. <laughs> you know, it was all homemade. So you, it was all homemade? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Was the like, pre-made, the pre-made Thanksgiving yeah. meal. Wasn't Fun fact, the Zamboni, which resurfaces the ice, uh, invented by a dude born from in Utah. Oh, wow. Oh, a great, a great uh, nugget, a great, a great nugget of knowledge. My other my. car is a Zamboni. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I told you to remove that sticker from your car. It's been <laughs> yeah. on there a long Sorry time. Sorry about that. Yes. Lauren, that was, that was really Thank fun. You. They nice also skating. wanted me to present to you a theory called chirping. It's like trash talking. Mm-hmm. Chirping. And they wanted me to do that, but I can't, I can't even. Nothing's coming. Well, it, the I mean, noise there's lots made, of things that are coming, but appropriate. The noise you made a few but weeks ago. But they call it in hockey, they like call chirping. it chirping when they're trash talking, and that's just like a normal part of the sport. Uh, classic. Well, Hockey's got to be different. Just do the unicorn. <laughs> just do the just unicorn, unicorn scream. Just do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's that character from X Men? X Men First Class that like screams with sound waves or whatever? That's you. That. Is Lauren Franken's special that talent? Is nice that was chirping. fun. Yes, that is That's for chirping. You, BYU that was the unicorn really scream. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, they want you guys to come on next time. Hey! Be oh yeah, yeah. Ed Gantz, uh, Ed Gantz. I'll take a guy. couple shots yeah. at your heads. You got it. I just want to oh. celebrate after a goal. Those, that was, those are fantastic celebrations. Those Se- were, man. Sellies. 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 They call them sellies. Sellies and chirping. You guys, I just realized they're yeah. saying celebration. <laughs> I know. Lauren. Like, you can tell me your terminology before we begin. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad your moneymaker is still okay. That's the thing. I'm good. Yeah. All is well here. Thank yeah. you. And you beat some guys up. So that was good. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Nice, hey, coming up, Eric Mika picks up an award for stellar play in Italy. At least he doesn't have American heritage anymore. That is winning. And there was another BYU team working on a national championship this weekend. Men's soccer, Jerem, back in that conversation. Multiple going for Natty's this BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hanging out in Studio B, this is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. We call it BYU Sports Nation. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is live tonight at 8 Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio with Spencer Linton hosting because Gregor Bell is in New Jersey getting ready to call the basketball game tomorrow against Princeton. Kalani Sitake is obviously on the show, but Tijon Chroma is as well. He's done very few, if any, interviews this year. So this is a big deal to have him on the show tonight. We're excited. Absolutely. One of the captains, uh, one of 20 seniors on this BYU football team. He's got them muscly arms, Spencer. Holy cow. (laughs) That's the understatement of the century. Holy cow. What's your way-too-early BYU quarterback depth chart for 2018? At Laser Sheep tweets in, Bo Hodge, Tanner Mangum. Joe Critchlow, Cody Wilstead, Kefensis moves to defensive back. Calling the shot. I like Kefensis as a running back. Well, next year, if everyone's healthy, do you still? I mean, there's a lot of guys there. Another day. We'll Ano- another day. You think we'll have time to discuss that, Jerem? 
Yes, I do. <laughs> what we should discuss right now is another BYU team working on what they hope will be a national championship for the Cougars, and that is BYU men's soccer. So not only cross-country yes. involved in that conversation, yes. BYU men's soccer back to the club level uh, in the NCAA and working on a natty. Joining us now to discuss that is Mitchell Scott, center back and Captain Mitchell. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Oh, Thank you. Thanks for having me. You have had to endure an interesting schedule going from PDL play, which was essentially minor league soccer, to then a few weeks later getting back into the club level of the NCAA and going right back to work. What has that been like going from PDL season immediately into the NCAA level? Uh, It's been a long year. (laughs) Um, So we start training for the PDL in January, right when winter semester starts. So we trained really hard January through April, and then like the beginning of May is when the PDL season starts, and then it ended, and we turned right back around when we found out we were going to go back to the collegiate club level and started training hard again. And so this weekend is our uh, obviously our biggest weekend as we try to win the national championship, but we are uh, we're getting tired. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you could have like up to five games too or something Six. crazy, right? Six? Six in three days. Okay, yeah, tell us about that insane huh? schedule. I know. Um, so a couple weekends ago we had our regional tournament, which we had to win to go to this tournament. Um, and that one we played five games in two days. And so huh? <laughs> in order to do that, they shortened the games. So we had – the first couple games were 35-minute halves, and then they did, for the semis and finals, they did 40-minute halves. I want to say this tournament, all six will be 40-minute halves, so they're a little bit shorter, but... Does it really make that much of a difference? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, a, it's, it's going to be exhausting, yeah. yeah. And it's probably to save money because they're clubs, and, you know, I, I get the whole yeah. thing. So how, how's that transition from PDL to club now? Because BYU used to win a bunch of national championships. In fact, BYU kind of got bored, and so they went to the <laughs> Premier Developmental League, and then that's been you know, a significant challenge. So now we're back in the club. How's that transition been? Um, well, winning, first of all, is a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> the PDL, we had, we had very strong years, and we had years where they were not as strong. And so um, I want to say we're like 12-0-1 right now. Nice. Um, so one tie, our very first game of the season, and then we've won 12 straight <laughs> since then. So we have just honestly, by the sake of just winning more mentally, I think we all are happier and, and you just build your confidence that way. So listen, BYU football can understand how you're feeling right now. <laughs> oh yeah. True. Winning makes True. everything True. better. This week yeah. has been like the best week <laughs> of the football season because BYU won. Yeah. Tell us about some of the stars of this team. Who are the playmakers on this um, team? So as we switched from PDL to this collegiate club level, we have also scored a lot more goals, which has been enjoyable as a defender. Um, so I think, I think our leading scorers are probably two of our starting forwards, Tanner Whitworth and Cameron McLaughlin. Both of them have scored. I couldn't even tell you a lot of goals this fall. <laughs> Tanner's older brother was a player when I used to call yeah. do play-by-play to men's yeah. soccer. Uh, Casey, he was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mitchell Scott, center back and captain of BYU men's soccer with this 12-0-1. You've won 12 straight games. Um, is it fair to say you expect to win a national championship? <laughs> um, it's pretty fair. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think um, without jinxing it um, – we talked about it at our training this morning. If we play the way that we know how and the way that we can, we should we should come away champions. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, who who do you play first? 
Um, I know, so they split us into different pools or groups, and I know Michigan State and Penn. I believe Michigan State is first and then Penn. Those are our two games on Thursday. Two games on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then if you win, you go to Friday? Two on Friday and then, and then two on Saturday. potentially two on Saturday. Okay. Awesome. Now, we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma okay, to go and play well. <laughs> this is a real thing. As you pursue it, a national it championship. It works when we mention it after the fact. Okay, good. I'll take it then. <laughs> this will also help your tears dry from the U.S. missing the World Cup. Okay? And if you're Italian, uh, Italy yesterday. Yeah, that'll make you feel a little that, better as the yeah. U.S., but... <laughs> wow. That's so true. Uh, hey, Italy company. missed too. See, yeah. we're not the only ones. You can point a finger company. for sure. Yeah, it's true. Take that, Eric Mika. <laughs> we need you to sign our flag, too, if that's okay. Okay. Are you cool sure. with that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Mitchell Scott, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having Not me. Not to be confused. Go ahead and sign it. With Scott, Scott Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Okay, that was a Ute, the quarterback, pride of Springville High. And no relation to Michael Scott, right? No. <laughs> no relation. Okay, no relation that we know of. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who's your, or what is your way-too-early BYU quarterback depth chart for 2018? That is our Twitter question. Hey, coming up, did cross-country climb to number one in the polls? That's another men's team going for a national championship. (sighs) Trying to catch those. (sighs) Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. Stinking Lumberjacks. Plus an award for Eric Mika, Jerem. Speaking of, no, he's balling out in Italy. Eric's winning awards in Italy. Some Italian soda, bro. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. And it says Scott Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Scott Mitchell. It's Mitchell Scott. Oh, yeah, that's funny. (laughs) And Lauren McLean with Between the Lines. Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. It's funny because it's wrong. (laughs) Coming up tomorrow, Craig Rubel and BYU assistant. Hoops coach Quincy Lewis join us from New Jersey. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Prepares for UMass. They're always ready. Saturday on BYU TV, Kalani Satake gave the QB depth chart. Said Joe Crisslow is the guy. Bo Hodge out for the rest of the year. Game starts at 3 Eastern Saturday. Pre-game coverage on countdown to kickoff at 2 Eastern The blue time. coats are coming. Oh Men's God. basketball. On the road for game number two of the season against a very solid Princeton team. Tomorrow, BYU Radio pregame coverage starts at 8.30 Eastern. Ken Pomeroy giving the Cougars a 45% chance of winning in New Jersey. ESPN's Basketball Power Index has BYU as a 41% chance winner. Volleyball. BYU women's volleyball team uh, is still ranked ninth in the country in the latest ABCA coaches poll. They also announced the signing of Heather Knighting and Taylor Tauzinga. For the 2018 signing class, Knighting, number six recruit in the country, mm-hmm. Tauzinga, All-State, both will enroll in January. Cross-country. Rankings are out. And the cross-country teams at BYU are paying attention. The men stay at number two, and the women moved up four spots to number 14 after regionals in the latest USTFCCCA poll. Golf. Women's golf announced two signees as well. Annie Hauskovich from Vegas. And Alicia Mai Mateo from Mililani, Hawaii. Gymnastics. Guard Young also announced three new signees for the Cougars. It's signing day for everybody. Well, it was, and we're just announcing. It was signing day for everyone. <laughs> Sadie Miner, Lexi Griffith, and Rebecca Bean. Miner, an All-American out of Mapleton, Utah, and will join her sister Abby on the current team. Cougars overseas. Eric Mika is the Eurobasket.com player of the week after a big game Sunday. Yeah! 21 points, 7 rebounds. Mika averaging 15 and 8. 
Not bad. Hopefully uh, his play will help dry some of the Italian tears. It won't. It won't at all. Nope. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. You need it most. DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to the men's soccer team for going club and then making it to the national tournament. And also, they're just going to need an extra dose of the karma because they can play up to six <laughs> games in three days. Like, that is insane. They're going to be so tired. But the halves are shortened from 45 minutes to 40 minutes, Jim. Oh, it's okay So it's now. way easier. So you've saved up to, you know, whatever amount of minutes. No. They've won 12 straight. They've won 12 straight. Their first game, they tied Utah State. Just and then won 12 in a row. Figuring it out again, and then, boom, goes to dynamite. Nicely done, gentlemen. What's your way-too-early BYU quarterback depth chart for 2018? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Farnsworth Dill. <laughs> and it's D-I-L-L. Of course it is. <laughs> Bo, Joe, always number three Detmer, Jalen Hall, Tanner, Wilstead. Oh, the Jalen Hall one is – it's Jaron. Jaron. Uh, Jaron Hall – is an interesting now, one. Now, Jalen is, yeah, Jalen is a mix of Jaron and Kalen. So, <laughs> Jalen. Yes, he's the ultimate running back quarterback. <laughs> Jaron Hall. Yes. Jaron comes Hall. off of his mission? Is that for next year? Wow, already? Wow. Oh, man. That's interesting. Uh, okay. okay, interesting. Yeah. This whole conversation is wild, right? Because, and it's way too early. Because we need to see what Joe Critchlow can do. We need to see if Bo Hodge is healthy. We don't know how healthy Tanner Mangum is going to be going in fall. It's just wild, dude. Where does Cody Wilstead fit in the mix? Good question. Which is why you asked it. And At- BYU is bringing in another quarterback or two. So we'll see. Our elite tweet of the day from at CL underscore living. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Is it Joe or is it Bo? One, two, three, four. Tanner may be back for more. <laughs> it's poetry hour. On, on BYU Sports Nation. It, it happens. Uh, I love it. We've had people rap, for goodness sake. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jared McLaughlin. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. We'll see you very soon.